A manager does have to have some leadership attributes, but a leader doesn't have to have any manager or coach attributes. Often they're confused and at worst they don't know. They use words like executive, leader, and manager all in one paragraph. It's like we take this definition of leadership like spaghetti and we throw it at the wall and whatever sounds cool sticks. Welcome to Tractionville, a podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And the voice you just heard was certified implementer Kevin Armstrong from Canada. And in this episode, Kevin talks about what a mana coach is, why good leaders don't always make good managers, and why Brene Brown is a great test for management. Kevin, welcome to Tractionville. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. So Kevin, I've got, I've got, I'm going to start with this question because, you know, you were there in the very beginning with EOS worldwide and mm. are, are, were you the first implementer in Canada? Yeah. As a matter of fact, at the first EOS conference a couple of years back, Mike Payton was funny. He was on the stage and he goes, and Kevin Armstrong's here. Kevin was the, uh, was the reason we could call EOS EOS worldwide because <laughs> I was the uh, I was from Canada and I guess that meant it was international. <laughs> <laughs> how how many years has have you been um, an implementer, Kevin? Um, I've been an implementer since August of 2011. So I've now gone to Detroit 34 <laughs> times in a row. Wow, wow. <laughs> who who yeah. was Kevin Armstrong before? EOS. Tell us about your, your early days and what you were doing. Um, oh, early days. Boy, I don't know how far you want to go back, but uh, you know, I, I really, I, I, when we're doing a talk on EOS, I, I love talking about systems because I, 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 I'm a proven process fanatic. Um, uh, when I taught high school, I, when I first left, I, if you heard me play a trumpet, you wouldn't believe that I, I taught high school music. I taught band and I really oh. wanted to teach Pete. I want to teach PE. I was, I was set up for that, but, um, they weren't hiring PE teachers. So I went into music and I went to, to Powell river. There was these two teachers from Oregon and, uh, they had, they had a, a system right from grade six. They'd take kids, they'd run them through a test. And then we just followed the system and they, and I was lucky enough to take that system to another, another school. Mm. And, uh, that school is a private school in Vancouver, still running on it. And while I was in Powell River, I started a franchise, a one-hour photo. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. You, know, you remember you had, you had to take a roll of filament? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to develop. Every picture was 37 cents. But uh, <laughs> We won't ask you what year that was, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I uh, sold that, and, and then I went into sales, and I, was, I, I quit teaching, and I went into sales, and I was dying. And, and I, I had taken a seminar that said, you know, the top people in the organization will always help you. You just need to ask. So I asked the top salesperson, and he said, let's, let, what's your system? What's your process? And let's hear your presentation. And it sucked. Uh, he told me that, and he said, I wouldn't buy anything from you. So I memorized everything he said, copied his process. And, did that and, and it became top in the country. And then the, the company, it was an international brokerage firm, made the mistake of making me vice president of sales and marketing, uh, taking a top salesperson and making them manager. Right. And I failed, I, I failed at that, but I had a good president, president that covered with for me for five years. And then I went into, uh, I bought the franchise, another proven process from the alternative board. They said, just, you know, follow the bouncing ball and tell, do what we tell you to do. And, 
and uh, I built the largest tab franchise in the Lower Mainland uh, uh, with business owners, and, mm. and started that 20 years ago. And and then in 2008, um, Walt Brown, who's another EOS implementer, was with the Alternative Board. And every year I, I bought, we had about 80 members, all business owners, and, and every year I bought them a book. And uh, I hadn't, I bought them all, Lencioni, Lencioni, Jim Collins. So I was right on track with everything we do with EOS. And I, uh, I was looking for a good book in 2008. And I phoned Walt Brown and he said, buy traction. I never heard of it. And I said, okay. So I bought 80 copies, gift wrapped them, and we sent them out. I went to Hawaii over Christmas. I didn't read it. And when I got back, a few of my business owners asked for more copies, so integrity dictated I better read it. And that's the uh, how it got started. Then Don Don Tinney called me for two years, from 2009 to 2011, every month, asking me to come to Detroit. And you know his voice over the phone. Uh, I just like oh, this guy is really weird. But anyway, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I said in 2011, I said, I tell you what, Don, I'll come to Detroit in August uh, as long as you promise to quit phoning me. And he said, yeah, okay. And that's how we got, came, in, came into the room. There's 14 of us. And as you know, now there's 335. Yeah. It's all based on just follow the proven process, right? Do you still have your tab business? Yeah, I still, I still have the tab business. And, and in fact, Last January, um, we lost a few members, and we're now rebuilding because I made it a rule that by January 2020, you have to have the five, whether you self-implement or hire an implementer, you have to be on the on the tractions. You know, you have to be on EOS, and sure. you have to have the five the five foundational tools. You have to present those every quarter at the uh, board meetings. So you kind of baked it right into your tab process. I had to because. You know, for the last three years, we have this big dinner and celebration, a client appreciation event. We hand out awards where the board members uh, elect or, or nominate somebody as the best business that year. And for the last three years, every single business has been on EOS and, and has hired an implementer. So, you know, it's, it's just not fair. It's not fair to the board members who aren't on it mm -hmm. to allow them to be on the board because it's, it, you're, you're crazy not to. Mm. So Kevin, along the way, you wrote the book, The Miracle Manager. Who is yeah. that book written for? That book is written for um, managers and owners of businesses, managers, people that want to go into management um, because we really screw up in business. Well, you know, what we do in business is, is we take top players, our leaders, and we make the managers based on that ability. And there's only a 20%. We hired, I hired a researcher 12 years ago and we studied basketball, baseball, and hockey. And we looked at the hundred top players in each of those. And we, 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 we basically selected those because there's over a hundred, um, a hundred years of reliable data and a low barrier to entry. And so we followed the, the hundred top players in each of those that went on the coaching, which is coaching and managing are the same same definition, right? Getting things done efficiently and effectively through others. Mm -hmm. And there's, you got a 20% chance of taking a top player, a leader and making them a manager. And, and, and not that, although they were epic players that went in the, in the coaching, mm -hmm. um, they didn't have to be great coach. They didn't have to be great coaches to qualify as successful in the research. They, they only had to have a 0.5 winning average, their teams. So their teams had to win as many games as they lost and they'd be considered successful coaches. And even at that, 
they only had a 20% chance of hitting that. I, I know that Wayne Gretzky was one of them, right? That you looked at? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at hockey, uh, the top 100 players that, that went on to coaching, four of them were in the top 15. Uh, Brian Trotche, Larry Robinson, uh, uh, Phil Esposito, and Wayne Gretzky. Brian and Larry coached their teams to a losing season and quit. Esposito's team barely had a winning year than a losing year. And Wayne Gretzky, considered probably the best hockey player of all time, coached the Phoenix Coyotes to four losing seasons in a row. And it suggested in the research he would have been fired in his first year, but he owned part of the team. Right. Kevin, does this kind of confirm the rocket fuel paradigm that most people aren't wired to be a visionary and an integrator? Yeah, it's, it's why I fell in love with Gino, because I, was, I had finished doing the research and I was already working on the book. Hmm. And, uh, and actually, I, pro, I approached Gino with the idea of, of writing Rocket Fuel, uh, but he had already chosen Mark Winters. And, and you know, um, John Deeney, who's another friend of mine, uh, who wrote uh, Hunting in a Farmer's World, he calls it a hunter, farmer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Gino, calls it a, Gino calls it a visionary integrator. I call it a leader, man, a coach. Um, there's another person out there that calls it second in command and, uh, the power of two, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Paul without John, you know, yeah. um, job jobs without Wozniak, Oprah without Gail, uh, all these people have a, a person in the background who's sort of stable, organized, um, humble and well, Gino and Don Tinney, because right. you watched them, you know, in the early years, where Gino would be at the front of the room and say, "Someone would raise their hand, we should do this," and Gino would go, "Yeah, let's do that." And then he'd look over at Don and go, "We could do that, right?" And, and Don would go, "We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about it." <laughs> exactly. right? And Gino, Gino would look back at us and go, "Oh, we'll talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hear in yeah. just a second from more from Kevin. Uh, we're gonna have him dive into this idea of mana coach and and the antidote for. Uh, trying to turn leaders into managers and that not going well. But real quick, we need to thank our sponsor of this episode, Chris. CEOs, owners, and visionaries, having the right integrator can literally create rocket fuel for your business. Hiring the wrong one is expensive and can even damage the business you've worked so hard to build. The team at Keystone Search is expert at helping visionaries hire their ideal integrator. Keystone has conducted successful integrator searches across the country, and they are proud to say when EOS Worldwide needed an integrator in 2016, Keystone was the firm of choice. If hiring a rock star integrator is in your future, go to keystonesearch.com to download more information or give them a call. Keystone Search is here to help. All right, Kevin, so you laid out the pain point that too often we just elevate our, our star players into that coach role. What does what does uh, the miracle manager teach us we should do? Well, 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 let's define it, right? The leader looks to the future and does the right thing. And if, and if we can just hold on, I, I think there's been so much damage done because, you know, the best schools that teach leadership, Harvard, you know, uh, all these great schools that teach leadership, the best authors like Lencioni and, and Collins, who I have dear regard and respect for, um, and, you know, and, and the best speakers that speak to it, to, to leadership, they create this confusion because, you know, often they're confused and the worst they don't know. They use words like executive leader and manager all in one paragraph. It's like we take this definition of leadership like spaghetti and we throw it at the wall and whatever sounds cool sticks. 
And this can, this creates confusion, right? So, you know, like when, when Rosa Parks stood up, or sorry, when Rosa Parks wouldn't, wouldn't get up, right? right? Uh, was she concerned about who was, who was following her? Yet in that day, she was a criminal in a free country. And she was arrested and she was thrown in jail. And, her, you know, she got fired from her job the next morning. Her husband would speak to her for months. And, and in, off she goes to jail. And then you, you, I ask an audience, you know, Nelson Mandela, you know, uh, raise your hands if he's a leader. And that's easy because you Google the top 50 leaders and Nelson's name comes up. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ask the audience, so when Nelson, you know, uh, originally stood up against white supremacy, did anybody follow him to jail for 27 years? And then I get them to pretend that both those people died in jail. You're, you were with them. You were with, you were with Rosa Parks that day on the bus when she wouldn't get up, or you were with Nelson Mandela on the docks that day when he wouldn't sit down. You know, um, do you still consider, let's pretend they died in jail like a lot of leaders do. Do you still consider your friend to be a, a leader, even though nobody followed them, nobody heard of them, right? And so a leader is just a person who looks to the future, who anticipates and executes, who looks at, like Steve Jobs, looks to the future and sticks to what they feel is right, you know? And, and so... And, and so what we've done is we go, okay, so they're a leader. That means they can be a great manager. Well, Steve Jobs, you know, was he empathetic? What, did, did he connect to people? He might have been organized. I don't know, but, but you have to be organized. I can't be a great manager because I'm not organized. You know, you, you have to be able to follow up. You have to be able to connect with people. You have to be empathetic and know what turns certain people on. And the, the, the book's called The Miracle Manager because, because of the movie Miracle. You know, you watch her Brooks in that movie and he walks up to a player that my favorite scene is when he walks into a room and he, uh, before he gets there, he says to the doctor, is his knee okay? And he goes, yeah, he can still play. And he goes, good. And he walks in the room and he walks up to this player and he goes, you candy ass, yeah. you know, you with your knee. And, and the player gets up and he wants to have a fight with her Brooks, right? And her Brooks walks up to Patrick Craig as he's leaving the room and he goes, that'll get him going. Yep. You know, whereas that, that's that same behavior to another player could have destroyed them could have destroyed that player like managers and coaches know how to get you know what they managers and coaches get things done efficiently and effectively through others and so they they know what buttons to push on certain players and they know they can't push that same button on different individuals because it won't work the same way you know Mm -hmm. so so that's the manager the manager gets people their their empathetic meters are off the charts when i'm sitting down with companies and i say does this guy have five, you know, 5,000 friends on Facebook? And when he posts something on Facebook, it's always a picture of himself or herself. Probably not a good manager because you got a narcissist, mm. right? And, and uh, narcissists can be a good leader. You know, we see it in, in some people, right? So we, we talk about leaders and managers. Do you have um, a, a way to assess that? Yeah, well, we have a fun thing. Uh, you know, you, you can go to leaderormanager.com. And do the assessment as 12 questions. And it actually, it's turning out, I, I was uh, certified with TTI uh, behavior assessments for the last uh, 20 years. And that's DISC, PIAV, and their dimensional balance. Hmm. Uh, the, they call it trimetrics because it's those three to put together. And so, and I've also worked with Myers-Briggs and, and other tools. And so based on that and working with, with some behavior experts, we put together 12 questions. And it's coming out pretty clear as to whether you're a leader or a manager or a bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's interesting that a, a manager does have to have uh, some leadership attributes, but a leader doesn't have to have any manager or coach attributes. Interesting. Oh. 
So if if star players are not managers, who are we looking for down into our organization to elevate into that manager role? Um, maybe they're not in your organization, first of all, right? Because that 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 might they might not be there. You're looking for really talented people that know how to connect with others. They're they're um, you know when Brené Brown says wholehearted. Mm-hmm. When somebody, when, actually, for the last, I, I watched Brené Brown's um, video 10 years ago, about a month after it came out uh, on vulnerability, and I went, whoa, this is really powerful. And so since then, when, when, when my clients phone me and say, I'm having a problem with this manager, I say, show them the 20-minute Brené Brown video on vulnerability and ask them what they got out of it. And if they say nothing, and it's hard for the three of us to understand this, but there are people, a lot of engineers, sorry, engineers, but a lot of engineers and architects and, and people, you know, you, you show them that video and they go, what the hell does this have to do with business? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't get it. And, and, and if a person says that, do not allow them to manage people. You know, if they watch that 20 minute Ted talk on vulnerability and after you, and you say to them, what'd you get out of that? If they don't have something, they should not be managing people. You, you have to be able to connect with people. Right. You have to be wholehearted. And as wholehearted, that gives you sort of the, the courage to have those difficult conversations when somebody's not meeting the bar in terms of personality, behavior, or performance. Kevin, let's talk about your EOS practice for a minute. Uh, you've, sure. you've been an implementer for a long time. When you get in the session room, what do you feel is, is your superpower that you bring to the room? Um, my superpower is realizing I don't have a superpower. Um, if you ask me, um, if you call me a consultant, I'll punch you in the forehead, right? (laughs) I'm not an expert and I I like pretending I'm Columbo. Unfortunately, that analogy is outdated now. So if you're under 40, you don't even know what I'm talking about, (laughs) but, uh, sort of, you know, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the answers. Don't look for me for the answers. And, and I just, I wish if I could, if I could pull the EOS implementers into a room, you know, like I, I had, I was in a room the other day and, and a, an implementer goes, oh, I just feel so intimidated talking about sales because I'm not really strong at sales. And I go, do you know that my number one favorite tool to teach EOS uh, clients is the eight cash flow drivers? Because I'd rather snort arsenic than look at, an, at a balance sheet or an income statement. Right. I, I took a bookkeeping course one time at night school and I lasted one night. <laughs> Only because I realized this is not my talent. This right. is not. This is something I can't do. And so, and so I'm just a dummy in the room. And I look to the VP of Finance to to help us through this process. And and we always come up with a really good. And then I get the get them to illustrate it and teach it to the organization. I just ask really dumb questions, you know. So that's my superpower. Well, asking dumb questions. So I, I got to jump in here because, dude, you got some superpowers. I've known you a long time, and you're 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 being humble, and, and I appreciate that. But I, I, the the audience has got to know. Um, your listen as an U.S. implementer, right? Uh, I I agree with you. Call me a consultant. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you in the throat. I'm not yeah. an expert. Um, but I think um, what your superpower is in, in, in being a facilitator is your ability to set context, listen, and um, guide, guide or mentor. You don't have, we don't have the answers. That's not why we're in the room. Um, but you are masterful in setting context and then 
letting the team have a discussion. Uh, you know, you've probably said these words, you know, you'll, you'll be in a, a debate and, and then the team will look at you and, and they'll ask you a very specific question about the topic. And, you know, we look at them and we say, eh, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not getting pulled into yeah. that. I'm, I don't work in your business every day, but having yeah. that power to push that back on them and really get them to discuss it because they've got to come up with the answer. Right. And I think a lot yeah. of implementers, the, the real successful implementers like you have that superpower. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, I don't know if you rehearsed that Chris, but what you just said was perfect, you know, and, <laughs> and, but I don't know if it's a, you know, I guess it, maybe it is a superpower. I, I've never even thought about that. You know, like I have, I just fired a client two weeks ago. I look at my role as a guide. I'm taking you up to the summit, summit of Everest and back down as a team. Right. And when we get up to, when we get up to the top, I can't carry you. If you can't carry yourself, you're going to die because nobody can carry you. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so you have to learn this stuff. And, and as we go up, you know, if you want to change things, I'm going to tell you what to wear. I'm going to tell you when to breathe. I'm going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to tell you where to sleep. I'm going to tell you all this stuff. And as we get up, if you, if you guys want to take a different path, that path might get you up faster or you might go over a cliff. Either way, I'm not going with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens when we get these, these, uh, people say who are your most difficult clients. I say the more, um, designations you have after your name, the more I should charge you because you, you, you want to mess with the system because you think it's too simple and it needs to be changed. And it doesn't need to be changed. Right. And so I, I would say one of my superpowers is, is like two weeks ago, you know, a, a client came in, they only had three, they only had had three weekly meetings out of 13 for the quarter. They're only 20% rock completion. Um, the, the, they were talking about, they, they wanted to do all these things that I didn't agree with. And, and I just said, listen, I got some good news and bad news. We were at a golf course in a clubhouse meeting room. And I said, I got some good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is I have my golf clubs in the trunk and I'm going golfing. And the bad news is, is you're going back to work because we're done. You know? And I think, I think that is a superpower that every implementer needs to have. Quit trying to push them. Right. Uh, Walt Brown calls, Walt Brown says, quit drag, dragging them in and dragging them around. You know, you, you, you can't, if they're not there as a team and realize that they don't do the preparation and learn these tools, they're going to die on top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah. I, I don't want to be with them, you know? Well, and that's a, you know, that's a tough decision. Um, but it's yeah. the right decision. It's the yeah. right decision for you as an U.S. implementer, but it's also the right decision for them because they're not taking it seriously and they're not doing the work. So that, that's great yeah. stuff. That was probably a little shocking for some people to hear that, you know, you fired a client, but you know what, uh, if it's, if, if it's not working, it's not working, you're better off to just rip the bandaid off and, and, and yeah. move on and go play 18. <laughs> I love it. So Kevin, I can't <laughs> believe how fast our time has gone by here. Um, so we'd like to end our podcast, uh, asking our guests a couple of questions. And so the first question is it's Friday afternoon. It's the end of the work week. It's four fifty-five, And when you look back on the week as it re in regards to your EOS practice, how do you know if you had a good week or not? What are you looking at? Man, I'll tell you, that's, that's, I've, I, I don't think I look back at the week and go, did I have a good week? I, I just always feel like I've had a good week. Um, and so it'd be instinctual. It's not, it's not, I don't sit down at Friday at five o'clock and I'll go to scorecard. Right. You know, right. I, uh, I, I think, I think Chris, you know, the implementers that do really well, just, just know 
they, they live the EOS life, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the end of the week, you've helped companies. It's like I, I envy contract. I used to envy contractors who built houses, you know, because you, you can look at this lot and go, wow, look what I built. Uh-huh. And, 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 and now at, on Friday, we look back and go, wow, look at these companies mm-hmm. who are struggling, you know, who were struggling before. And now they just go, they, they, they just follow this simple system and, and they're, and they're enjoying life. Yeah. I, I think for me too, it, you know, uh, it, it's not necessarily a scorecard, but it is that, uh, as I reflect back on maybe the sessions that I had, um, or the talks yeah. that I gave or a workshop, um, you know, I, I feel good. Like, Hey, even if I had a room full of 50 people and one person, you know, walked away with a golden nugget that's going to change their business, then I feel good about that. You know, and, and, and just for our listeners, when Kevin talks about the EOS life, what, what he's referring to is doing what you love with people you love, making a difference, being appropriately compensated with time to pursue other passions. And, you know, we want that for all of our clients. It's an amazing feeling. So question number two, if you were giving a keynote address to the Tractionville audience and you had one yeah. minute to wrap up, what's the message you want to share with our listeners? I think what we talked about today, Chris, um, quit trying to be an expert. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't need to, you don't need to be an expert and just follow the proven process. You know, just, just follow the, I mean, it's, we we've seen the implementers that get into trouble, the ones that, that want to complicate things and, 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 and don't believe that, you know, things can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the client starts dictating to them like, Hey, can I put VB one and VB two together as opposed to waiting for a month when, when we know that the power behind the system is time learning, time mm-hmm. space learning. Right. So, you know, just, uh, I, I would say that. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom that you've accumulated throughout the years with us. Tractionville, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you rate us, subscribe, and as always, share with a friend. We would love to also hear your ideas. You can share them with us at tractionvillepodcast.com. And we release an episode every Tuesday, so we'll see you next week for Tractionville Tuesday.